Hey, my name is Russ, and you're listening to the Russ Rants Podcast. It's a show about a lot of nothing, and yet a whole lot of something at the same time. It could be about what generally infuriates me, current events, or just whatever comes to the top of my head. Either way, I am excited that you're here with us, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get on to the rant. Hello and welcome. As the intro has already said, my name is Russ. This is the first ever Russ Rants podcast. Oh my goodness. Let people look back in history one day and be like, you know what? You know what? Russ Rants. It's such an amazing podcast. I wonder what the first episode was like while you're listening to it. This is the first episode ever. I am your host. My name is Russ. I am so excited to be with you guys. Uh, And you know what? This is kind of just feeling it out. I am new to the whole podcast gig. Uh, I have, uh, I've never done really a lot in media. Um, and I, you, you might want to kind of learn or know a little bit more about me and why on earth I'm doing a podcast. Um, I'm 26 years old. I am a young Canadian. I am in a place called Calgary, Alberta. I am married. I've been married for over six years now. Uh, and I have three beautiful children. Um, and I, I couldn't be happier, and yet something was kind of missing in my life. Uh, I felt like there was a part of me that really wanted to be, um, I don't know if, if heard is the right the right explanation or not, but I, I wanted to put myself out there. I wanted to make people happy. I want to cause discussion. I, I want to bring a smile to people's faces, um, or I want to get people thinking. Any one of those things. I, I want to make people happy or I want to at least leave them with a train of thought. And so this show is going to try to be a mix between um, deep and, and critical thinking. I don't know how much of that we're actually going to do, but that is the goal, as well as seeing hopefully the lighter side of life. And uh, I personally am looking forward to getting to spend time with you guys Uh I have really no idea about how regular this bad boy is going to be. If it's easy enough, uh, not necessarily with the content, but if it's easy enough to get out to you guys on a regular basis, then hopefully you guys hear from me quite regularly. But today, it's just kind of an introduction. It's just kind of a, hello, how are you doing? Good to hear from you, and who am I kind of a show. Not a lot really going on here. If you ever do want to find me on Instagram or Twitter, uh, you can certainly do so. I have a really stupid but lovable ha- uh, handle on uh, Instagram. I believe that's what they call it as a handle. Uh, it's, it's, it's pronounced Palsy. But uh, it, it's actually not spelt at all like Palsy. Also, what the heck does Palsy even spell like anyways? But if you want to find me on Instagram, oh, let me just find it here. Where'd you go? It is P like Papa, U like Uniform, the number one, L like Lima, Charlie, C like Charlie, E like Echo, Y like Yankee. So that's P-U-1-L-C-E-Y. That is Palsy. And on Twitter, to be honest, uh, your you twit face yeah, what is my name on Twitter? That's how. Oh yeah, it's it's Bird underscore Russ, B Y R D underscore Russ. Super super creative. Uh, but I've always loved media. I've always loved media, and I thought you know it's so crazy, you guys. Um, how many podcasts there are out there? You know, I was actually looking the other day. I love radio, and that's kind of bringing me back to why on earth I'm doing a podcast in the first place. I loved. And, sla- and still love 
radio. I mean, you know, give me all the entertainment types. Uh, you've got TV, you've got internet, you've got uh, radio. I want to take the radio. And the reason why is growing up as a young boy, I grew up in a very small city um, called Medicine Hat. Um, I lived in a smaller town before that uh, called Tabor. But I mostly grew up, spent uh, 10 to, I think, 12 years, most memorable years uh, of my life in this small city called Medicine Hat. It's about 60,000 people in Alberta. And my mom, when I first moved, I'm going to cough, by the way, because I'm dying. and My voice is just killing me, so bear with me here. <laughs> I'm dying. It's fine. It's totally fine. Hope your ears aren't too too violated by that. Um, but when we first moved, uh, I moved to uh, to Medicine, Alberta, from Tabor when I was around ten, ten or eleven years old, and I was still in. Uh, I actually did dance as a boy. I I uh, I loved this movie. It's called Singing. In the rain. I don't know if you've ever heard it. If you have not heard of this movie, I encourage you look it up. Seriously, go go onto the internet right now and just type in the the, the title "Singing in the Rain." Uh, it's got some phenomenal phenomenal dancers: uh, Gene Kelly, uh, Donald O'Connor, Debbie Reynolds, and that. I have known those names of those three actors since I was like seven years old. Uh, I, I watched this this movie in Tabor. I watched this movie in Medicine Hat. I fell in love with this movie, and I wanted to be a tap dancer. Yeah, no joke. No joke. I, I wanted to be a tap dancer when I grew up. Um, this is something I, I wanted to do. I wanted to be uh, a, a phenomenal dancer. And Gene Kelly was probably my favorite of all time. Um, and so I'd also like, so I fell in love with tap dancing. And you're going to be like, why the heck is he telling us about tap dancing? There is a reason I'm telling you about tap dancing. So so humor me. Um, but I wanted to be like, like Gene Kelly, and um, but I also like wanted to study everything tap dance. So I'm like this little boy in, in Medicine Hat uh, and Tabor um, between the two locations, and I like I would watch like have you guys ever heard? Oh my gosh, I'm dating myself now. Have you ever heard of the dance? I don't know if it's like a dance show. I, I think I'm gonna call it like a dance show, but it was called like Lord of the Dance, and the guy's name was Michael Flatley. Again, it just tells you how much of a tap dance. Well, nerd's probably the wrong title, but like I was a tap dance freak. I I loved tap dance so much, and so this guy named Michael Flatley was also like this big lead dancer in this show called Lord of the Dance. And so, put that all together into a eight year old boy growing up in Tabor, Alberta. My mom saw me trying to like tap dance on our little tile floor just before our entrance into our old house in Tabor. It had some tiles on it, and I would like always like do a little jig either before or after like uh, we'd gotten home um, from running errands or something, and I would I would start like just scuffling with my my street shoes. My mom finally said, "Okay, that's enough. You have done this so often. I'm putting you in tap dance." And so uh, my my mom. I still remember too when she was like, I want to put him in tap dance, but my mom is very thrifty. Um, again, I'm going to cough. I'm sorry. <coughs> oh man. Again, really sorry about your ears. Hopefully they're not dying here, but, uh, my mom is very thrifty. Uh, I'm the second born of four boys in total. And yes, I have three other brothers. So I'm, I'm the middle. 
And so we're a family of six, my mom, my dad, and my, my three other brothers and I. And so my mom's pretty thrifty. She has to save money. So we'd always go to like, you know, we'd call it Value Village now. But, you know, she would go to like stores called like Thrift Village um, or, or like Salvation Army to buy us clothes. Not because we were poor, but because, you know, like my mom is the daughter of like an ex-Hutterite here in Alberta. And she's no nonsense. She's like, why would you need a 50 pair, a $50 pair of pants? She doesn't talk like that, but that's, but that's the, the men- mentality. Like we're going to rip through these jeans anyways. Like why would on earth she would give us some um, like jeans that are worth 50 bucks or whatever. So she'd always take us, um, she'd always take us, uh, to these stores to buy second house stuff. So when she found out that I wanted to be in tap dance, she was all excited at first. She's like, yeah, Ross, of course. Like I want to, <laughs> I want to get you in tap dance. Let's do it. I think dance that you're very passionate uh, charismatic, theatrical young boy. And hopefully by my voice, you can kind of tell that is kind of the way I am. I don't know. And she, she went to the store in Lethbridge. It was like a half hour away from Tabor. It's this, this bigger city. Um, and she took me there to go tap dance shopping. And she went to this dance studio. I still remember this, but she went to like this tap dance trendy store in Lethbridge. And, she walks inside and we look at the shoes and I think I was obviously, I'm like a young boy, right? So I got like a size, I don't know, four or five, maybe six shoe. And they're like, I kid you not, you guys, tap dance shoes. Maybe they're more expensive. Maybe they're cheaper now. But back then, brand new tap dance shoes were like 90 bucks, I think, for a kid. For me, for me, tap dance shoes were like 90 bucks. And my mom's like, ah, heck no. No chance. There's, I mean, I love you some, but there's no way we're doing this. So I'm like all like sad. And my mom is like, oh man, I wanted to get him into dance, but I can't. Like we cannot justify spending 90 bucks on shoes he might grow out of in like three to six months. Which, whatever, I totally got that too. I, I was kind of, you know, I didn't like it, but I understood. Like that's a lot of money. And so I don't, oh yeah. So we went to this, I think we went to this dance studio. My mom's probably going to listen to this someday and be like, that's not at all how you got your shoes. But I think if I'm not mistaken, I think we went to this, this thrift store or we went to this dance studio and they found this old tattered, but like in good enough shape, super shiny tap dance shoes like the bottoms like so you have to understand with tap dance shoes they have like two metal plates one under like the the heel uh i'm trying to think right now the heel and uh heel yeah okay yeah like heel yeah the heel of your foot and then one near like the 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 toe area i i don't you guys are gonna kill me that's fine it doesn't matter but you you understand what i mean there's two there's a metal plate by the heel and the toe area and that's obviously why they call them tap shoes because you can you can make them tap 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 on the floor. And so she pulls out, and again, I wish I could remember better, you guys, but like these shoes came out, and you see the style pack then with all the other kids that were tap dancing with me. The 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 style was that the black shoes were matted. So it was like no glisten. There was no shine or shimmer to tap shoes. They were very matted black. It was very classy look, and they were the more expensive tap shoes. These shoes were not those matted black shoes. They were the most shiny, polished. I mean, I'm trying to think of a, a of a type of material that you guys could equate it to, but they were just think of it as shiny plastic. Like they were the most shiny plastic shoes you could ever see. And no joke, they were 
they they looked ugly. They were actually pretty nasty. They actually even had like a higher like um I don't know like what the description is, but like you know, like high top shoes. They were more high toppy. They weren't like even near the the bottom of your foot and like they looked slim. They like actually had a little bit of a boot cover up. So they looked really clunky. They looked kind of like Dutch shoes, but they happened to be tap dance shoes. But I didn't care. I like I went into tap dance full force. And I was so thankful for the shoes. My mom was so thankful. Again, if I can kind of clear up next podcast, maybe about like how on earth I actually got these shoes. But I think she found them in a lost and found. Uh, or we bought them in like a Salvation Army store or something. Or maybe a, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe maybe a, uh, a secondhand shop or something like that. And so with these shoes... I poured everything into tap dance class. I, I learned all the moves. I had my first recital um, in, in a, the, it was like the Tabor like community hall, but I loved it. I was so nervous um, being a young boy, being told, hey, you know, you're going to do this routine. We practice this routine for like weeks and weeks and weeks because that's all tap dance is for kids at that point. Like you learn a few things like, uh, what is it called? Like heel tap toe. I believe it's called, uh, and a few other moves. But then after you learn like five or six moves, basic tap moves, hope you guys are following me so far, but if you learn like five or six, you you like learn five or six basic tap dance moves, and then all you do is you incorporate for the rest of the dancing season, because we're little kids, is you learn how to incorporate those dance moves into a routine. And that's all I remember doing is we learned like teal tap toe or whatever, heel tap toe or whatever, and then like a bunch of other moves. And then for the rest of my time being in that tap dance class, we just practiced a dance for the recital that came up in the wintertime. And so practiced this routine all the time. I do not remember the music uh, for my first one in Tabor, but we I remember being told, you're going to perform in front of like 300 plus people. And for a little kid who's never performed in his life, I was homeschooled. We'll talk about that another day, but I, I'm also like, I was a homeschooled boy, three brothers, so like, it's not like I was used to a bunch of kids or a bunch of people anyways. Like, and this is a small town too called Tabor, I think it was like 6,000 people at the time when I was growing up, so like, 300 people is a lot of people for like a young kid. And so, I remember getting on stage, tap dancing with my, you know, it was like another dude and like three girls or whatever, there were not a lot of boys. In tap dance, as you can imagine, it was probably an acquired taste that I happened to have. But we performed, and I loved it. I fell in love with this this performance, and I loved tap dancing, knowing that I was like doing a routine. I felt like Gene Kelly and Donald O'Connor and Michael Flatley all over again. And I was like, this is perfect. And then, after that year, my parents gave me the news that we would be moving to Medicine Hat. My dad got a job, a new job in, in Medicine Hat, and his, it was the big city. Um, and it was an hour away from Tabor, which is where I was doing these, these tap dance classes. And so going back to why I love radio and why I actually thought to give podcasting a chance is because my second year, I only did two years of tap dance, but my second year of tap dance, when we moved, I really hated Medicine Hat. It like I, out of all my brothers, they, they kind of climatized pretty well to medicine that rather quickly whereas I hit a depression I'm a social butterfly and I I loved all the friends and the connections that I had in 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 Tabor and then to go to this big city not know anybody I was not looking forward to I actually tried running away a few times um yeah, that was fun. My my mom hated that for sure. Like when we moved to this house, like it's already hard enough on my parents, uh, you know, uprooting their kids and going to this 
uh, to this place in this this city now of Medicine Hat, having no connections. Your your second oldest son tries to run away. I, I remember like getting there. They unloaded the house, and then like a weekend, my mom had to go <coughs> out of town for something, and so my aunt was like staying over to watch us, and. I just remember getting so angry that I was in this stupid house in this stupid big city in this stupid life. I missed my friends back home. I missed Tabor. I packed a bag and I like, I like threw all my stuff inside this bag and my brothers are like, Auntie Doreen, Russell's trying to run away. And I like grabbed the bag and I started heading for the door and Auntie Doreen like sat me down and said, look, Russ, there are people out in this world. I remember this. I remember this vividly. She didn't say, like, sweetie, it's going to be okay, or sweetie, you're going to love Medicine Hat more, or it's going to get better. She said, sweetie, there are people out there that want to hurt you. There are people out there that, that could take you and hurt you, and you will not run away today. You're not going to run away. No, you're going to stay here, you're going to unpack this bag, and we're going to have a good day, and you're going to eventually like this city. And that was it. So back to the whole radio uh, podcast thing. My second year, my mom thought, well, holy smokes, like Russell is not enjoying medicine at all. He's not adjusting. He doesn't have many friends. What can I do to kind of help ease this transition into this new city? And so she thought, you know what? An hour drive once a week, well, two hours technically, you know, an hour there, an hour back, isn't that bad to keep him in something he still loves Let's do one more year in Tabor for tap dance. No joke. My mom thought, you know what, that's maybe a good idea to help Russ get, you know, adjusted in this big city is to kind of have one foot in Tabor, one foot in Medicine Hat. And I was all for it, obviously, because, like, I freaking just wanted to run away at that point. So I'm like, well, sure, once a week I get to be in Tabor, I'll take it. Um, And kudos to my mom because she was willing to do that. I think that was a pretty big deal. But the reason why I loved radio is my mom, drove, I think, I'm just trying to think here really quickly. What what year was this? I think it was a 1989. Yeah, it was a 1989 diesel VW Jetta stick shift. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was an old red, but beautifully red kept VW Jetta. That thing was amazing on gas as most VW Jettas are. And this thing was diesel. So even better. So it was obviously it's 1989, so it had a tape deck, and it had a radio, and that was it. And so we would drive out, I think around, we'd head out around 5.30-ish on, I think, a Thursday, and we'd get to dance by around 6.40, 6.45. I would lace up, do dance from 7 till 8, and then we'd head out back home to Medicine Hat. And those were my favorite... I, I, those are some of my most fondest memories, you guys, because it was just me and my mom. Obviously, having three brothers and you know my dad, it's kind of easy to get lost in the shuffle. But this was my time. This was my time with my mom. We and uh, this was my time uh, to just kind of detox. Obviously, I was going through you know this emotional change in my life, going from this small town to this big city in my mind, anyways. And so these were very important road trips. These hour road trips there and back once a week. And the reason why I fell in love with radio is, well, you know, my mom would bring, you know, a cassette tape and, you know, pop it in once in a while. We'd listen to some of her songs or whatever. But more often than not, almost cough there. That's why I'm like, well, people are like, whoa, is he dying? It's like, yeah, I'm always going to die. But more often than not, I would look to her. The stars would be out. We're driving at nighttime back to Medicine Hat after dance class. 
And I'd say, Mom, can we just find a radio station? Or we actually had a radio station that was a go-to. I, now, I don't know. Uh, I think it was called CKUA. And what CKUA radio would do is we turn on the radio in this VW Jetta, this 1989 VW Jetta. we turn on the radio and go to CKUA. And more often than not, it was just jazz music. It was just jazz. Just this beautiful jazz music. And we would turn it on. My mom, more often than not, when we'd leave from Tabor, get into the car, she'd buy me like a treat, like a pop, or, you know, I'd get a sucker or something. Just, you know, being a nice mom, and it's just me and her time, so whatever. She treated me. That was nice. And we'd get in the car, stars are out, the hum of the highway underneath us, and this, this little 1989 VW Jetta. And we'd pop on the radio. And there would be this low-voice DJ saying, And that was... Charlie and the Funky Cats playing blues on the road, blues all the time. Or something like that. Like, that's that's kind of how he would sound. He'd like, you know, and, and now we're going to listen to, you know, Janet, Fonda, and the la la la. And, and, and he would just, he wouldn't interrupt too long. He never kept you hanging, and they'd just get out of the way and let the music play. And that was some of my most favorite times and memories in the whole wide world because... I think that's why I'm doing this podcast is because the world, you guys, it's it's a noisy place. The world is a noisy place. We are now constantly living in a world of of distraction, of commercials, media, and noise. And it's true, actually. I feel like a lot of people in my generation, and you're going to, you know, as we do more of these podcasts, you're going to see me speaking more and more in, in generalities, but... I feel like in my generation especially, I don't know what generation I am, but in my, you know, from, I'd say 18 years old to to 30-year-olds maybe right now, the idea of silence is very uncomfortable to us, right? Like, even this podcast, it's just me. It's just me sitting in front of a computer with a microphone talking to you guys, but it's very quiet because I'm recording, right? And... Not gonna lie to you, it's not always a settling idea of there's nothing, there's no noise in the background. And now I live in this this big city. Calgary's a, a city of about 1.2 million, 1.3 million people. A lot of you out there, hopefully one day listening, are gonna be like, "What? That's nothing." But you know, guys, for me, coming from this small town of Tabor and the small city of Medicine Hat, it's a big city. But we there's noise everywhere, and there's 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 chatter, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, podcast channels out the wazoo. The world and our existence is told more and more now that the more noise and activity and distractions you have, the better. That's the idea. That's the idea. Is that you know if you if you're bored in one area or there's too much quiet, turn on Spotify or go on Instagram or play some YouTube videos. You know, fill the void. I guess, is kind of the cliche term for it. Fill fill the noise, right? Uh, or fill the silence. And in that car, driving from Tabor to Medicine Hat, it was just soft music with the hum of the highway, but it was like sweet serenity. I live in the province of Alberta, so when I look out the window, there are just, not even rolling hills, there's a lot of flat fields, with like wheat, corn, canola sticking up 
as you drive by. There are a little bit of rolling hills, but it's flat mostly is what I'm trying to get at. So you look out the dark window, it's nighttime, you look up and there's stars in the sky, maybe a few clouds, but there's just rolling plains, rolling fields, and that's some of the clearest, crispest moments I've felt in my life of peace, of satisfaction, of, of, of contentment. And I think the world misses that sometimes, where it's like, you know, it's okay not to have the TV on in the background, or it's okay not to, I don't know if I'm putting this properly, but it, it's, you know, there's it doesn't always have to be something next. And I know that that can kind of sound a little counter-cultural or counter-productive because you're like, Russ, like, aren't you contributing to that noise you're doing a podcast like you're telling us yes so to to a degree i am throwing my name in the ring like i'm throwing my hat in the ring and i'm getting my podcast out there and i'm being a part of something but at the same time i'm doing it because i want to have something in my life that drives my focus that like stuffs out all the excess noise and it gives me an excuse to ignore everything for a little bit. And that's what I'm hoping this podcast does for you too, is when you turn it on, it's just you and me and the gang, and we're just talking about stuff or something that frustrates me uh, or a thought that I had for the day, and that's it. That That's all that this podcast is meant to be, is a chance for you to kick up your feet or put on your work gloves, you know, go do that project in the garage, go do some gardening, go for a run, go to the gym, uh, go for a road trip for all I care. Go drive around, just drive around safely, of course. But just to give you something as an excuse to not have to have all the other noise on. Hope that makes sense. And so that's kind of my little background story as to what led me to love radio is that sweet satisfaction he gave. Because, you know, back then there was no, you know, there were probably FM transmitters, but we didn't buy one because, again, we were cheap. Um, but there were no iPods, really. There were no, M, you know, M, MP3 players, uh, FM transmitters. You know, even CDs weren't that that popular yet. And so in that car, we had two options. We had the cassette player. No, we had three options. Cassette player, radio, or silence. And sometimes, you guys, to be honest... My favorite moments were also just turning off the radio and either talking to my mom about stuff or how my day is or how I'm doing with my transition, moving to Medicine Hat, or we sit in silence. And I think that memory or those memories taught me to appreciate the quiet, the silence. So as I bring this podcast to a close today, again, there was really no major discussion uh, there's no, there's no points to, to ponder maybe other than I, I want to be there for you guys to simply enjoy. Um, you know, and it, by all means you can submit some stuff. I, I didn't really give this to you guys, but, uh, I'm hoping I get, uh, for now you can shoot me a line on Twitter. Uh, again, that's bird B Y R D underscore Russ. So that's at B-Y-R-D underscore Russ, or you can hit me up on Instagram. That's P-U-1-L-C-E-Y. That's P-U-1-L-C-E-Y on Instagram. 
But for now, you know, you can hit me up with a tweet or an Instagram message just saying, hey, Russ, listen to your podcast. I would love to know your thoughts on this or what do you think about this or I really appreciated your story about, you know, tap dancing or whatever. Um, but I'll eventually have an email address for you guys to address. And again, sorry, hopefully my voice gets better. No joke, I have been fighting this crazy cold slash cough for like a week. And <coughs> sorry, well, it's kicking my butt. But I, I thought it was important to to still hit hit up with you guys, um, and uh, and do this podcast. So that's it for me. Uh, I hope you guys have a great day, great night, great morning, whatever uh, you decide, and whenever you decide to to listen to this. Uh, but I hope you guys uh, enjoy it, and uh, I look forward to talking to you guys in the next podcast. But for now, keep it real, and thanks for listening to my non rant today. But uh, yeah, have a good one. Thanks so much. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Russ Rants. You can find me on podbean.com. Just type in R-U-S-S-R-A-N-T-Z. Or you can find me on Twitter at B-Y-R-D underscore Russ. Or on Instagram at P-U-1-L-C-E-Y. We'll see you again on the next episode.